Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode number 34 of the Soul Rollers Jiu-Jitsu podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu life and self-mastery. My name is Jackson Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, William Dennis, a.k.a. Turner Smiles, and we're here to talk about jiu-jitsu life and self-mastery again this week, episode 34, 34 weeks of information, and uh, it's going well, figuring out as we go. Um, seems like we have shit to talk about each week, and, uh, and it seems like it's touching some chords on some uh, some some listeners, man, so... Again, we appreciate anybody that's listening. Uh, the listenership is growing. We're starting to get listeners. It's cool when you start getting more and more listeners who you have no other connection with than the podcast, you know, from different states, different countries. Uh, so if you're listening, we appreciate you. Uh, if you have any questions, hit us up. Send in a voice message on the, uh, uh, the, the Spotify app. You know, you can go to the episode and go to the link that says voice messages, leave one. If you have a question or you want to talk about anything, let us know. Um, and yeah, everything's going well. Again, shout out to everybody who's sharing what we're doing. We appreciate it. Sharing the episodes. Um, last week, Jeff shared episode number two and he had put like the powerful episode. And so I was like, fuck, what, what is episode two about? I got to go back and listen, you know? So I went back and listened and it, it's a good one, man. I, uh, I told the story in that one of how I had to, to, uh, I had, when I was a cop, how I had to, in my own defense, you know, I had to slam this kid on the ground and he wasn't a kid. He's like 20, but, uh, he ended up breaking his like orbital bone and getting brain damage. And it was pretty, pretty big ordeal. And we went into some of the, uh, some of the details of what it was like to have to deal with those situations and situations that William was in as well. And, uh, yeah, it's a good episode. So Jeff, thanks for bringing that back up and reminding us. Uh, so if you haven't listened to episode number two, you should go check it out and kind of see what we're about and some of the things we've been through. Um, and yeah, other than that, just going along about our week, doing some training. Um, I've been training the last few days. My hips hurt, my hands hurt, my pinky toe hurts, my neck hurts, my goddamn mouth hurts, you know, shoulders hurt. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to today and train again in a little while. So um, it's going good. We got some good topics to talk about today. One is trying to figure out what the fuck you should be focusing on in jujitsu because we've been having that conversation this week, you know, moving as you move along, that that becomes a big Rubik's cube, you know, that I think we can get into here. So um, yeah, man, I, I know you had hit me up first about it. So what were your thoughts on what was going on with that? We can kind of go into that, um, trying to figure out what to focus on and which I don't think there's any clear answer to that. You know, I don't think there's really a clear answer. There never will be, but we can talk about and discuss it and philosophize about it, you know? So what do you think, man? Uh, for me, it was more, uh, D kind of brought it to my attention. You know, I just kind of been in, well, you know, I've been pretty busy in my life. We're getting ready to bring this baby into the world, you know? And yeah. so I feel very tired. I feel like, I feel that phase of my life is, right where I'm supposed to be, uh, it's matching, you know, with how I feel inside. But um, I, even in my roles, it's just kind of like, you know, you know, I, I have my normal, they know me, I do close guard, you know, I do this kind of stuff. But even in some of the roles, like rolling with certain white belts and stuff, I wasn't trying to advance the movements. I was more just like a lot of them, like we talk about when you're a white belt, you, you kind of don't know how to relax. You don't know how to be calm internally. And you know, and we all feel that at some point you get in a position where you're like, oh man, I'm trying to get out of this. And you're kind of frantic, you're forcing it, whatever it is. And some of that, I was just, you know, I, I didn't want to like resist against that, you know, resistance that was coming towards me. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to sit here until they see that, man, they can't muscle through this, you know? And so I, I just really wasn't working any game. I was just kind of being complacent. It seemed like it's almost like, uh, I was thinking about it as like a jujitsu, like, tantrum i was having like well i don't want to do that i, I just want to like you know i i don't want to advance in an area that i'm not comfortable in yet i you know passing isn't the funnest thing for me because i haven't worked out the concepts perfectly and 
you know, coaches have been teaching us a lot of the concepts and they, once you start understanding it and some of the passes that I was drilling with D that day actually did them and they worked like I, I was passing and I'm like, Oh, well, geez. Okay. But I just was really kind of just getting complacent in, ah, I'm just sticking to the, the same old thing, you know? And it's just like, where am I not stretching? How am I not pushing myself into areas that I'm not comfortable with? And I think those are the areas that hold the most like energy and kind of like excitement when you overcome that adversity or resistance in the beginning. So, so what was, what was just going back just one second, you said D brought it to your attention. Can you give the details on that? Like what did D bring? Well, to your I was in a role with like uh, this really like big he's like Brock Lesnar like white belt and I'm like I was basically just defending his like aggressive attacks really you know he just like I was telling him like I'm not going to outstrength you so if you come uh, at me you don't outmuscle yourself like I'm really just kind of holding the position you're you're trying and trying and trying and trying until you're tired and then you like kind of collapse and then I move to your back or something I'm not really doing anything you know I'm just trying to advance off of that and so you know I was just kind of defending and just not really advancing or moving. I wasn't really doing much. I was just kind of letting him work. And so I think, you know, D brought it up like, Hey, like, why don't you try like a new part of your game? Like, why don't you try to pass more? Why don't you do this? Like re like step into something new and kind of start building that excitement in that area. You know, like you're just, you're kind of like, you know, he saw me as far as the way I took it, he like could tell that I was just kind of, just getting through the role you know and I'm like oh well that's good perspective uh, that someone outside is having and sharing with me and I'm like all right that's true because like I said I've just been tired I haven't really got to like you know train like I normally do like pretty consistently and so I'm kind of just like got like a you know laissez-faire kind of attitude about it I guess yeah I think I think um yeah it's easy to get into that spot where you're feeling you, you feel pretty comfortable about a certain position or a certain pass and and I think also man for me I know that's where some of the ego battle comes in as well because I'm like okay maybe if I'm rolling with like a tough white belt and I'm like okay should I should I try to get better by trying some new shit but exposing myself to you know exposing my weaknesses here or should I just pull into the position where I know I'm going to get a sweep and get my smash going? You know what I mean? Like, which one do you do? You know, but it's, and, and of course the, the, the answer would be to open up and try some new shit with the, with the, you know, possibility that it's not going to, with the probability that it's not going to work. And then you're going to have to, you know, whatever, get swept, get your back taken, you know, opening yourself up to, you know, your weaknesses, but that's the only way you can get better. But I battle with that as well. You know, I battle with the same shit, like, damn, like I'll roll with Steve and me and him have really tough roles all the time. And I know his game, he knows mine. And we don't try a lot of different shit other than what, you know, what we're good at when we roll. I'm like, fuck, I got to start trying. I'm just going to try, fuck it. You know, like, I, like I told myself recently, okay, I got to sit down. I'm just going to sit down when I start my rolls and let motherfuckers try to pass me. And I'm going to work on getting my grips, getting my position, establishing my, uh, my frames and uh, start working into some type of open guard or whatever. Cause I, I'm not that good at that. And I've been talking about it for a while, but you try it and then you go back to pressure passing. You know, I go back to, uh, no, I'm going to fucking pressure pass right now, or I'm just going to try to somehow play half guard. And then, then it goes into the next question is, and you could think about this for your, your close guard as well. Like you can never get good enough at a position. You know, you can never, you can take your close guard and you can play that motherfucker for the next 20 years. And in 20 years, you know, you're going to be way better. If you just focus on that, you'd be a fucking wizard at that shit, you know? And so, but if you didn't just focus on that, you wouldn't be as good at it as you would if you only focused on that. So you have to make that choice as well. Like, am I going to just focus on this one thing and get really good at it? Or I'm going to expand everything and get pretty good at things like, you know what I mean? There's yeah. that question. What the fuck do you do? You know, do you, yeah. you know, and it's all based on what you, how you want to evolve your shit, your game. Yeah. And I think that uh, what, what I kind of 
Cause like you were sharing that and I was sharing it, we were kind of going back and forth, like, and that's why we're talking about it now. But yeah. for me, I started thinking about it as like, well, anytime I get caught in a conundrum, like the word you keep using, um, which is a cool word. Yeah. Um, I, I, I started going, okay. I started projecting into the future and go like, when I see myself at like the ideal, right? Like I'm a black belt and I'm experienced in jujitsu and I, I really have a certain game going how, what, what is it that I want to feel? What is it that I want to be experiencing in jujitsu? And how do I want to be experiencing it? Do I want to be very real, well-rounded? Do I want to like, how do I want that future projection that I create in my head to look and feel and play jujitsu? And so that's when it helps me answer those kind of questions. When you have these tough questions, it forces you out of like the like limited mindset that I have now and go, okay, I got to get creative. I got to get like imaginative. I got to like really project out and go the ideal or the future desire that I have for jujitsu is this. And then I work backwards from that to, to answer the questions that I have today in the limited version of a jujitsu practitioner that I am. And I think that's like one of the more powerful answers to those more powerful questions. And it's like, cool, who do I want to be? you know, do I really want to, cause I think one of the things that keeps me trapped and going back to my clothes guard and just using that so much is this idea in my head that like, I enjoy being kind of smushed and put in a bad spot and escaping it and coming out and like getting them into my clothes guard and start doing stuff. You know, it's like, there's something about that that kind of excites me or makes me happy. Like, ah, ha, ha. like I made it out, you know, and, and sometimes I don't, sometimes I get my neck ripped off, you know, but a lot of it is like, I like getting in a bad spot and then trying to work my way out of it. And I don't know if that's like, yeah, everyone does. Or if that's just, it does something. I enjoy that. But how is that holding me back from advancing my overall game, you know, and, oh, now I'm not trying to evolve and work on the stuff that coaches teaching us as much is because I'm just kind of getting back into the familiar um, in this bad spot. Now I got to work my way out. Is that a negative mindset that is, kind of influencing me not to advance like I should be, you know, or evolve like the guys around me can help me evolve if I tap into what they're trying to show me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that's, it's still just like, it, there's still no real, real answer. You know, there's still no yeah. real answer to it. Well, it's Even like, because if you also, you know, the other thing is, you know, you, you, if you tried to, if you try to just learn everything the coach is teaching, you wouldn't get good at anything. You know what I'm saying? If you just focus every day, if you go five days a week and you learn something new each day, you can't really. And my professors even told me that he's like, find the things you like out of what we're doing and focus on that. You know, not everything's going to work for your game, but you find the things that fit into your game. And, and those listening and you too probably know, like coach will show something fucking all week. And then there's one move and you're like, that's the motherfucker I've been looking for right there. That is fitting right into what I do, you know, and that's the one you take, you put it in your toolbox and you start using that you know and uh and that's one of the things i love about jujitsu as well man is you can just build your own build your own you know weaponry build your own tool toolbox and that goes into what you were saying about like playing i i enjoy go i enjoy playing half guard you know i just enjoy it i like it and it's fun when you build upon it and and then you see something that like your coach teaches you something or you see someone do something like oh i can use that and then you, you just keep adding 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 to this one thing but then there is the word of the month, the conundrum of I'm just adding to this one thing and bulking up this one thing that I still don't even feel like I'm any good at, you know? And uh, what about everything else? God damn it. I want to bulk everything else up, you know, but yeah. you, you got to pick, you know, pick what you're, what you're going to aim at, you know? So. Yeah. And that goes back to like, when I say, when I say like, oh, we need to be like projecting into the future, like the ideal future self that we want to become. Like to me, one of the things that came to mind when I thought of that was like, I want to be a learner. Like I want to be a very knowledgeable student, like that can apply the information around me at a very uh, high rate. Like, so when, if you like came and rolled to me, like, Hey dude, I, I learned this new suite, check it out. I want you to be able to show it to me and then, you know, drill it with me a few times and I get it. I want to be one of those kind of guys. Like you know, I want to be like, I can go around all these black belts and they have new information to give me and I could take it in. And I feel like at this point in my jujitsu career or like however, whatever you call it, jujitsu journey, journey, career, lifestyle, um, I, I'm not a very good conduit for information. Does that make sense? 
Completely, bro. Okay. I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Awesome. And the reason, oh, go ahead. But the reason you can, I don't know about you, but the reason that that resonates because I'm around some motherfuckers who are, you know, so there's just people who take information in differently, even on our level, you know, and it's just how you learn. There's one guy, his name's Ahmed, and this motherfucker, he remembers every goddamn thing from any time that anyone showed him. He's blue. He got his blue belt when I did, you know, he's the one that just won the, uh, the upper division, he got the three submissions last week, but yeah, he, he, he remembers it. He shows it. And he's always coming up to me. Remember what, uh, remember what Mike showed us last week? It's when you did this, you fucking rolled on your back. You did a fucking Granby roll. You did a goddamn Baron Bolo, you know, I'm like, fuck, no, I don't, don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. But I remember him something slightly. I remember slightly him telling us about that, but it's gone from my mind. But yeah, some people retain information really well, man. But it doesn't make you any less of a jujitsu player. It's just you learn at a different pace and you you apply differently, you know? Yep. So yeah, it, like I said, there's no wrong or right way to do jujitsu. It's if it works for you, it's that's what works. And so, but for me as a student, like I know that when I go to like D has morning rolls sometimes and we go there and Ryan's there, he's a brown belt. And he'll show us stuff and it sometimes it sticks. Like I get it. Like I, he showed us, we worked on Delaheva a lot for like a few days that we were there. And a lot of that still is like innate in me now. Like I can get to like deep Delaheva really well. And I'm like, oh, it, it, and it's, so it's like, we got to go to these teachers that it's like the, it's like life, right? There's just tons of information out there. And I feel like I've gone out and read a bunch of books and I've taken in a lot of information and now I want to be like a conduit that can like uh, not only apply the information I'm taking in for myself, but teach it to others. Like I want to be, I want to be sharing, share the information in a way that someone can grasp onto it and, and download it. And I don't feel like, I feel like I need to improve my skill sets of communication and application in order to do that. Right. Cause I got to personally experience the information and apply it to myself to know that it's valuable and to share it. But I think that's what black belts do really well is, um, or at least, you know, most of them, they, they take in information and they share it in such a simplistic way that someone like me, who's, I'm kind of a hard head, you know, I'm, I'm almost in a Neanderthal when it comes to like learning. I, I've always kind of taken the hardest path. Like I'm just like a workhorse, like I got to do it a bunch. And once I do it and I start getting a routine with it, then I take off, like I'm off for the races and I pass people up. But in the beginning, I usually do it a little slower and I just start I start hammering it in, hammering it in. Once I get down the routine, boom, I'm off to the races. But you know, in the beginning, I take it in a lot slower. So I, I, I'm, I guess I'm judging my, my ability to be a good student. I want to be a better learner. And I feel like the stuff that Coach is teaching us, a lot of times, like, and it, sometimes, like, there was this thing he was doing. He did this, like, tripod pass or whatever. And I remember for the like, first year and a half I was there learning jujitsu. He would get that on me all the time. And I didn't know what the hell he was doing. I'm like, what is, how is he doing a tornado move? Like, what is he doing? And he would always kick my butt with it. I'm like, and he would just kept doing it and kept doing it. And I could never understand it. And then he taught it to us. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is that what you've been doing for the last year and a half? And like, that's how like stubborn I am and hard headed. And, you know, a black belt is like, he has this overwhelming amount of knowledge. Right. And he's just, but I'm coming to that, that well of knowledge that he has. And I have like a thimble and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's all I get. It's like, gosh, dang it. It almost upsets me. Cause I'm like, man, am I really doing enough to take in all the amazing knowledge that it's right in front of me? Like, I'm just coming with a thimble. How do I get a bigger cup here? Like I need to do more. And so that's kind of my answer to that, that conundrum is like, I want to be a really good student. So now if I want to be a good learner, then I got to look at like, okay, what are the skill sets that would allow me to live into that version of myself? Like, I really need to be, you know, a diligent student. Like I need to be studying more on my off time, not at jujitsu, but on off the mats. I need to be studying. I need to like take notes. I need to be like doing different things that are good student practices that help someone grow. And that kind of answers that question a little bit, you know? Yeah. 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 It's a, uh... It seems like it's a uh, it's something that uh, we have talked about in numerous episodes, you know, and it'll continue. I don't think this conversation will ever stop, and there will never be a concrete answer other than I just want to be a better student, you know. I just want to be the best student I could be, the best learner at all levels as we move along. Even probably at black belt, it's still like, man, I just want to be the best learner I could be. And I think with that mindset, you know, 
that's how you continue to you just show up and, and learn. But yeah, it's time too, man. It's putting the time in, putting the time outside, studying outside, you know, studying, you know, people who are teaching you things about your game outside of, you know, class. And, uh, and, and there's still, the, the, there's still, of course we want to be real, well-rounded, but there's still the whole thing of, damn, what the fuck do I focus on? at this moment what do i put my focus on you know when i you know what i mean and then you you just go for it that's the funny thing about jujitsu is like it also gives you instant feedback like life like friendships and family and like relationships and stuff sometimes it takes a long time for you to get actual real feedback and you're so unaware that like man i didn't even know you were upset about that why didn't you say something well i just i didn't want to be rude or you know it's like dang 10 years down the road, you get slapped across the face and you weren't doing something that you would have quickly adjusted if you would have known, if you would have been aware. But in jujitsu, it's like, if I try to pass and I I'm doing it wrong, they instantly sweep my ass. And I'm like, Ooh, like, okay, bad idea. I'm doing uh-huh. something wrong here. You know? So that's how like, uh, jujitsu is almost like a little bit more, uh, rewarding in your shortcomings. And it allows you to grow if you're willing to work in the areas that to me, there's just a principle stuck in my head that you should be the, the road you're avoiding is the one you most need to go down. The cave you don't want to enter is holds the most treasure, right? Yeah. Like there's something to that. And I know that like, I truly believe that a lot of the things I learned from like when I see, because the hardest thing for me, coach said something one time that really threw me off. He's like, there's no up or down in jujitsu. There's no, like it, you could, if you're on the bottom, you could still do moves that you could do on top. And I'm like, what is he taught? How is that possible? And then I could start seeing like in roles where I would get like a mounted triangle. And I'm like, technically like the same positioning I need to get when I'm on bottom, getting a triangle. It's the same when I'm on top mounted to someone. And, but I would be turned around because my brain's like, well, wait, you're not on your back. How do I do this? And I'd be like, and I'd mess up and they'd get out and I'm like, dang it. But I'm like, stop looking at it as if you need to be on your back. Like there's no up or down. And I started seeing that's what he meant. And it's because I'm like so hard headed that I can't take in his concepts. Like I can't drink it. I can't take it in. And I'm like, Oh, so jujitsu is really rewarding in that, that it, it keeps getting you the feedback until your freaking brain gets it, you know, but with life, it's almost very confusing because this same conundrum exists in, in life, right? Like, what do you study? What do you, and I remember being so confused and so overwhelmed with like my whole identity was shattered after not being a cop anymore. I'm like, what do I even do with myself? Right? Like, who am I? I don't know what that, where do I start? Like, I was so scared of that. And then now it's starting to get more and more safe to be like, dude, I fucking love people, man. I just love talking to people. I love podcasting. I love writing. I love all these things. And then all this judgment comes in, like, oh yeah, but who are you to write? What the fuck do you think? You can't write? Like you're yeah. an idiot. Like, and I start getting all this. I'm like, Ugh, you know, and I'm sure you feel that with all the, the endeavors you go after, you know, cause we're really like, we're, we're sneaking into these dark caves that have just been so dark for so long that we don't know really how to progress. And I think that's how I felt with like the roles lately. It's just like, I don't want to go into those darker waters yet. Like, I don't feel prepared or I, I, I'm too tired or I'm whining about it. You know what I mean? Internally. And D was kind of like, bro, what are you doing? You know, because that that juggernaut of a white belt, like there's part of me and, and this may be a limited mindset, too. I don't know if you have this where it's like, I don't want to go force for force with some of these white belts. It's like they're coming at you so hard. I'm like, man, I'm just going to get injured. You know, my back hurts after I like pulled a muscle and I'm like. I don't want to really defend or work towards like a dominant position, uh, like defend in a way that gets me to a dominant position and a submission. I just really want to like hold them off and let them wear themselves out. But that's, there's also some complacency in that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but. No, I, I, I feel you. I've, I've slowly been learning to, um, with the guy, either the, either the white belts who just go like balls to the wall and shit or, some of these, like for me, you know, some of these dudes who are quite 20 years younger and fucking use just speed and strength like a motherfucker, you know, like sometimes it's not worth going full fucking head to head all the time, you know, as, as we, as we age, you know, I can't, yeah, I can, but you know, I'm going to be fucked up afterward. You know, I already know that when I get in a good, when I'm like, fuck it, let's go motherfucker. 
you know, when we go hard, you know, you're going to, I'm not going to be able to, you know, getting out of bed like an old man, getting out of my car, you know, that kind of shit, holding my back. <laughs> but you, so you got to kind of choose those battles. What I've been learning to do more now is like, uh, just not care, you know, like even getting, even what I'm trying to focus, one thing I'm focusing on right now is, and we talked about it last time, but is, uh, is just es like escaping. And so to, to, to get escapes, you just kind of got to, you know, let them pass your guard and shit. You know, you let them pass, let them take your back. You let them get side control and uh, work escapes because escapes are just as important as having a good guard game or just as important as passing. And I'm really taking what I talked about last time to heart about what uh, 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 Gordon was saying um, about how you should really, once you have escapes down, then your uh, everything else would be a lot more powerful. So, um, and then we had, there was a, one of our, a guy, this dude Caesar from this, from our other school, another blue belt, got his blue belt around the time I did. He's from um, North Park and he's been coming and training with me and Steve. And he's a big dude. He competes and he's like, um, he's a pretty big, he's like 6'2", 6'3", probably like 220, 230. And uh, I've noticed that, I noticed when I was rolling with him that he was allowing me to pass. He didn't say it, but he was a lot, he was kind of allowing me to pass. And he was working escapes too. And I'm like, fuck bro. So then I hit him up. I was like, bro, let's just, let's meet up on Thursday and just work escapes. I want to work escapes with a big ass motherfucker like you, bro. You know, so Thursday we're going to meet and just work escapes, you know, but during rolls, I've been doing that too. Just like kind of letting people pass and letting them do their thing and not exerting a lot of energy and just finding where I am and just kind of like, just finding my way through it. And that that's another way to handle those, you know, and sometimes you gotta, you gotta, uh, you have to let the ego down a little bit because it's not like you're going to tell the white belt, like, Hey, I'm going to let you pass right now. You're just going to let him. And he's going to think he passed and he's going to go tell his other buddies, Hey, I passed that motherfucker right there. You know, I passed him. I was smashing him, you know, and you, and you're just like smiling, like oh, whatever motherfucker I was working on my escapes, you know? So that's a big part of getting better too, letting people get over on you without telling them, you know, cause yeah. if we're just trying to win each role, we're missing out on a lot of learning opportunities. Yeah. And sometimes like white belts, they can present a resistance in a way you're not used to cause you're used to rolling with upper belts. They don't really do that. Like, True. Oh, weird. I didn't expect that. Um, and I don't mind getting, you know, if a white belt gets me like, well on you, uh, usually like, if I can't get out, then they did something really well, like good, that's advancing, that's growth. So um, I, I really look at it as like, what am I, what is my focus? What am I trying to do during the role? And am I able to do that? You know, cause this concept of like really being calmer, not being so exhausted after the role, like you're pouring sweat and you're using nothing but force and strength the whole time and you're exhausted. I don't want to do that. And so, but does that get me into a complacent state where I'm just defending only? And I'm not really doing anything. So it's that conundrum, right? It's like, oh, okay, well, how do I get better? And so maybe like, okay, focusing on escapes. Cause I remember we worked on that one time and it really changed how I felt about like recovering guard and stuff. It really made a difference. I was like really impressed with it. He'd let make a start in someone's mount, in someone's side control, you know, have someone take our back. And we're starting from a very bad position. And sometimes, you know, even starting from armbar, it's like, holy crap, this sucks. You know, like you're already in the spot you don't want to be in, but you know, you start building confidence and being able to get out of it, you know? Yeah. And that helps a lot. Yeah. But I, I also think that, uh, if you, cause you're talking about using a lot of like just being pouring sweat. The one good thing about that, and this is not what I'm saying, but the one good thing about when you're pouring sweat after is you get like, a, when you go that hard, you get, it's a really good fucking workout, you know? So that's a hard, that's, you kind of have to, I mean, if you want a really good workout, fucking roll hard as shit, you know? But uh, as you, I think the way to figure out how to be good and calm is to just be calm. And if the motherfucker's going crazy and he smashes you or gets you, you're like, okay, well, let me continue to be calm and, and see let me see how I can evolve my game while being calm. You know what I mean? And, and it's going to take a while of, of people just passing me and shit, but I'm just going to stay calm this whole time. And pretty soon my jujitsu is going to work in a calm state. You know what I mean? And that's, that's something I have to definitely, 
I have been working on. It's a that's a process in itself because well, you just get your back taken and fucking mounted and shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind getting bad spots. I like I said, I just I also don't want to be unaware and like kind of be complacent at the same time. So I'm like, ah crap. Like I want to make sure, like, hey, I'm trying to be calmer, but doesn't mean just like do 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 and not actually do anything. It's like I'm just defending, I'm not really trying. No, no, that's not what we're doing. You could be calm and still, because there was a point where I was like in the role and I could see that he was getting more tired at a faster rate than I was. And that was a good feeling, but I want to be able to like defend and be efficient when someone's like spazzing out on me and still like advance position or escape and be dominant if I want to, you know, it's like, there's, there's layers to it, I guess. And so I'm trying to be more aware of that. Yeah you know yeah, be man. careful with complacency because that that can catch us off off guard you know sometimes like nah you're just phoning it in and you're just using that as like an excuse you know or you're actually truly trying to grow in your escapes and stuff like that i'm not saying you uh in particular or me i'm just saying in general in jujitsu you could you just got to be careful yeah. you know and i like that and that's one thing about jujitsu is the tribe you know like i was thinking about that the other day i know you like in the last one you brought up how like I'm trained to kill someone with my bare hands, you know, and it seems really aggressive, but it's like, another thing I wanted to talk about was the lenses in which you see the world. Like, like that ideal, that person you want to become, you know, why do people start jujitsu? Like you're saying, it's a really good workout. So to get healthy, you know, what, you know, like D said to self self-defense, like we're talking about, can you defend yourself? You know? And the other is like, I didn't realize like what a good amount of friendships I have now because of jujitsu. I think some people are, maybe they're just lonely. They don't have any good friends and you could go to a place like that where you're all like seeking to grow and become better and you can find really good friends. Like we always talked about this a long time ago, like the, the five friends you spend the most time with is who you become. Right. Yep. So, so it has environment with like positive, hardworking, driven people that are pushing you to be better right along with them, you know, and you know, it has like an aspect of bettering your health and you have to eat better because you feel like shit when you eat pizza and you go train, you get, you get someone neon belly you, you're like about to crap your pants. You're like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you know, you, and then you also like, you know how to like defend yourself or handle yourself. And I think those as a blue belt, like, I feel like I'm confident in being, being able to defend myself. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life as well. Um, and I feel like my friendships have never been better. I feel like I have some of the highest quality people that want better for themselves and are really genuinely great human beings around me on a consistent basis. So I feel like I'm nailing those big time. Yeah, man. That's, um, yeah, everything you hit on. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about, what context that was in, but you know, I, I, as far as being able to, being able to kill somebody, you know, being able to defend yourself, you know, at the bare bones of it, you know, when you get to blue belt level, if you have that aggression in you, you know, if you still have the animal aggression in you and it hasn't been domesticated out of you yet, you know, and uh, you could potentially, you know, not that that's why we go, like, I don't go to learn how to kill somebody by any means, but I've been in situations in my life where people have been killed. I've been in situations where I've almost had to kill people. You know, I've been in those type of situations. And at that point in my life, I wasn't able to kill somebody with my, like to defend myself with my hands. I mean, I could throw a strong right, you know, I could knock somebody out probably, but it would just yeah. have to be a lucky shot. But I wasn't trained, like specifically trained with the, with the confidence to be able to grab somebody's neck and, and take their life if I need to. And that is just, to me, a benefit and a bonus that comes with everything else, man, that the reasons why we go to jujitsu, you know, the, the network, you know shit for me moving here from Hawaii I'm not from San Diego man you know so moving here going through a divorce and you know I I don't know nobody in this motherfucker you know and then you're going through a divorce so you get lonely as a motherfucker because you're going through all this shit and to be able to go into a community like that be active be fit makes you want to eat better you know you get around cool people you 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 know you have friends that do all kinds of different shit in this, in the community. So they all want to do shit all the time. Hey, let's hike. Hey, let's go salsa dance. Let's go surfing. Let's go fucking hunting, you know? And, uh, and, and jujitsu provides all, all of that, you know? So plus yeah, the self, the self-defense aspect is huge, man. You know? Yeah. It's the tribe thing. That's why I brought it up. It was the yeah, tribe. Man. Like we have a tribe. Like if my tribe goes against other people's tribes that aren't training, like we are, 
in these aspects of like true human experience, our tribe's going to beat your tribe. You know what I mean? Not meaning you, meaning like some yeah. other people, like people that just go to work and they hate their life or whatever. Like if our tribes warred, we would rip their necks off. Like we would choke them to death. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to, I, I don't want to kill anyone, but I'm saying I will be prepared if that fight ever comes. Exactly. And those are the kind of answers, like the conundrums, right? Those are kind of like, if you compare jujitsu to life, those are the kind of answers I'm, we're all trying to answer. And we're all living insecurely or are having anxiety or worries about at times, you know, there was a time in my life where I didn't feel in the best shape of my life. I didn't feel like I was prepared, you know, to, to do, to handle that big fight. You know, there was times where I was a cop, those fights were violent, man. Like I, my, my focus was like, I will go further into this pain of this fight than you will. Like I will get, I will go to the brink and then some, and I will break you. And so that's where you have to go when you're in a fight for your life. It's scary. It's terrible. And you're got to be willing to take their life. And that's why I won the fights that I was in because I was willing to hurt them more than they were willing to hurt me. And, um, that's where self-defense comes in. You know, that's where that, that capacity of like, what is it that your tribe is focused on and improving and working on on a daily basis? And I'm not saying that we're all coming, becoming savages and trying to kill people. I'm saying when that call happens, if it ever does, and I hope it never does, um, we would be prepared. And same thing for financial security, same thing for your health, same thing for your family. Like, are you growing your family in a way that if hard times come, if a call to action comes, your, your family's prepared, right? You have a loss in the family. You have some kind of uh, really like sickness or some kind of difficulty, right? Like, have you built your tribe up to handle that kind of difficulty? You know, and I think those are the conundrums that we all face, whether, you know, not only jujitsu is presenting it to us in the forms of like, how do we improve our game? But really that's, how is that applicable to life? And I think that's how it's applicable. Our tribe would kick your tribe's ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's what jujitsu has in it is innately. We're trying to improve ourselves and very deep core, like care, like character traits. Like, are, we're, you know, when you're in the fourth or fifth role of the day and like coach has, you know, professor has his knee in your belly and he's just grinding your guts out. That's like, who do I want to become? Like, who do I want to be in this moment? And when I'm like, bring it. I'm not going to quit instead of going, I'll just tap and start over. Cause this sucks. That's when I'm proud of like, okay, that's who I want to be. And that's who I want to show up every time uh, as, so I don't know if that like tribe, like that kind of, that's where I got you going on this thing. Cause sometimes I can be like, Whoa, don't be aggressive. You know, I, I, I like to be more sensitive and like, cause I'm just trying to still heal some of those aggressions that I got out as a cop. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like what, what's the call that we're trying to answer? That's kind of how I'm presenting it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, it does make sense, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a peaceful person as well, man. You know, I try to love everybody and be kind to everybody, you know. But at the same time, I, I don't know the, uh, what's that quote? Would you rather be a warrior in a garden or gardener in a war? So yeah. Is that, is that how it goes? Yeah. yeah well, it's, that, it's the idea of yin and yang, right? Yeah. Like it's the emblem on our, our logo. Like there's a reason for that, you know, cause in, in the idea of soul rollers, it's like, like understanding that life just comes innately with chaos. And then there's like me trying to instill some order in my life after like kind of just living into too much chaos as a cop. Like, would you say your career was like 90% chaos, like darkness and oh, violence? Yeah. 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 Just figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. And even when it wasn't Stress. a fight, which like I, I got in so many fights, it was almost like every other night, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But even on the days where it was kind of slow, which were rare for me, like I was so triggered, like ready, like looking for a fight and trying to be prepared for it to come and know what to do if it did, that I couldn't even relax in the calm moments, right? Yeah. So that's when like chaos just kind of overtakes your life. And that could be, you know, in a, in a, uh, a rocky marriage, that could be at a career where you're not happy and like your coworkers or you guys are dramatic and like, fighting with each other all the time. It's a hostile work environment, right? That could be, you know, all the different aspects of life. You're not getting along with your kids or your, your teenagers not connecting with you. And like, you know what I mean? Or you're, yeah. you're trying to co-parent with someone you're not with, like in a divorce. Good luck with that. That's fun. 
That's mm. chaos, right? And like, how do we bring back order, right? How do we find that balance between the two? And really what we're trying to do with like too much order and you're like a, a dictator, right? I can get too serious at my house and my kids are like, dude, chill. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, okay. But it's like in that yin and yang, the, the line that separates the two, like that's the ideal, right? The balance of like in a live role in jujitsu, like just going for it and just doing what I normally do and not even having any thoughts or like a plan, or I could be too, too planned out and have too much order and then have that fail me and not work. So it's like trying to find that harmony, that line that separates the black and the white of the yin and yang sign, right? Like we're just, it's a refining process. And I think that's where we're at with these conundrums. They're refining us. And so I'm grateful for them. Yeah. And that's a big, I mean, just as a, as a man who's evolving and, you know, a father, and a human and someone who is a fan of being a liberated human, you know, I do not like to be, I, I, I've been working on breaking these chains of domestication, you know, my whole life that society, society puts on us. I cannot be boxed or caged and, you know, it's a process. And I believe that, that the yin and yang process of being on the spiritual path of getting as close to your higher self as you can, you know, working toward being, close you know working toward oneness you know and i'm not going to go too deep into that toward oneness or some people might say god whatever you want to call it you know um and then the yang of putting yourself through the fire of you know being a a, a martial artist uh like a warrior and i think that's what a martial artist is you, you you walk the path of peace with the ability to defend you know yeah. and uh and I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do just one or the other. I wouldn't want to be just one or the other. You know, you become a higher, you become a, a higher level individual when you can do both. I wouldn't want to just be a peaceful, you know, just whatever, some peaceful hippie chilling on the beach, but unable to defend my family. You know, yeah. and I wouldn't want to be some angry savage just beating the shit out of everybody all the time and getting in fights, you know. But if you can yeah. balance both of those, that's when you become a, a true, you know, warrior on this path as a man or a woman. You know, um, most of our listeners are men, you know, but, and, and it can take however long, you know, it's a, it's a process, but, uh, you've got to find the balance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, another thing I was like, we talked about like trying to become a better student, having skill sets that allow you to take in a large amount of uh, information and apply it to your life to improve it. And then we talked about like our tribe, like really understanding the importance of your tribe. Like what are the people doing in your tribe? Like, are they seeing inconsistencies or like inadequacies and trying to work on them and grow them and become better or is it like a tribe of gossipers and negativity and drama you know what i mean so those two things and then the last is like using jujitsu as a you know like you're saying is you're using like a comparison with jujitsu like using it as a tool to better yourself as a martial artist that's like a lens in which the way you see the world like i look at failure and adversity and challenge differently now because i have jujitsu same thing with if I have my tribe, like if I'm looking out for my tribe, like, hey, D, Jeff, you know, all these people, you, Giuseppe, all these different people in my life, these are my tribe. How can I be a good student and person in that tribe that provides value for my tribe? And then what can I learn from those members of my tribe? Because I really think innately, like coach or professor is kind of like the guy that can, hey, has a broader perspective and knowledge base. And the, my training partners are the one that really are teaching me so much. He's kind of monitoring our learning and our, our progress and kind of helping us and, and sharing, like illuminating the path. But really the most learning you get is from like going head to head with your training partners. And he's there to kind of observe that and teach us as we're teaching each other. Does that make sense? Yeah, big time. And that's mm-hmm. the importance of the tribe, right? You have the teacher who can guide you as you teach each other. So like trying to be a good, valuable you know, member of the tribe, trying to be, you know, someone that takes in new information well, and then applies it and then shares it with others. So I'm trying to mimic the teaching, becoming the teacher that's teaching me. And then like really understanding how I view the world. Like if I view it through the lens of jujitsu, and then you view it from the experiences we've had as cops, right? When I think of a fight, I think of fighting and self-defense much different than someone who's never been in a fight would, right? Yeah. And how does that hold value? How can I share that and communicate that in a way that will 
help someone be more prepared than they are now. Like maybe a white belt that comes in and never been in a fight in his entire life. And just kind of a soft, you know, gentle guy. And I don't say soft negatively. I'm just meaning like, he's a nice person. Um, and how could I overwhelm him with my viewpoints of like, dude, I've had people try to kill me, stab me, shoot at me, everything. And I could be like, you need to train, you need to be a savage. And he'd be like, Oh shit. Like this guy's crazy. Right. The world is There's crazy people out there, man. Fuck. Right. And that's like something that I think professor does well as a black belt. It's like, he somehow can connect with all the different types of people that come into our tribe, our community at rivalry. And he knows how to communicate with each one of them individually and guide their process uniquely that fits them and not like one that would fit me because my lens is different, but yet somehow like he knows how to communicate and connect with all of us and guide us on these paths forward. Right. And that's something that's pretty special too. Yeah. So I think the lenses and the way we look at things are really important. I want to encompass my ability to communicate and connect with people. I want to be able to encompass their view, their lenses and hold them equal to my own. I don't want mine to overpower theirs because mine have been more igniting by life and death circumstances. Like, no, no, no. These viewpoints are just as important as mine and equal and Jeff's and everyone else's. And then that's how you really get the most out of your tribe, right? Your training partners, the ones that are making you better. Yeah. Yeah. And the tribe is, um, since we're on that topic, uh, you know, anybody listening, you you know, you do like, this is, we have a tribe, you part of my tribe, I'm part of your tribe. Whoever's listening is part of our tribe that we have going on. And there's nobody higher in the tribe. There's nobody lower in the tribe, whether you're a life coach or a jujitsu professor, whatever it is, you bring your value to the tribe on an equal level. And whoever you are in the tribe that you're in with the people around you, you know, and I think that me and William are an example of it is you should always, your, your daily, one of your daily missions should be what, what type of value can I bring to the people around me on this day? You know, what type of value can I bring to my tribe? Is it whatever, whatever it may be? Is it a, a post that touches your freaking heart that you want to share that might get them I mean, something as small as that, you know? Um, I'll share a lot of the shit I'm doing throughout the day. You know, I'm 42. And um, if I want to show myself lifting some weights, it's not to say like, hey, look what I'm doing. It's to say, hey, motherfucker, I'm 42. And I'm pushing this fucking weight every day. And training jujitsu, you can do it too. You're in my tribe. We're in this tribe. We can all do this shit. You know, step up. Don't don't be lazy. I even said that on one of my things the other day. Don't be a lazy bitch. You know, and that's me saying like, hey, man, let's let's be examples for the people around us and whoever you are listening in one form or another, you can be an example for the people around you. And that's how, you know, we rise by lifting others and by inspiring those around us and by strengthening our tribe with what value we can bring. And we all have something valuable to give for sure. Yeah. And remember that that's your lens. And I could view that as, Oh, you're saying I'm not, you're mean, right? If you seek offense, you'll find it, right? I can find what you're doing is offensive where I can go, like, just like what D shared with me is like, dude, like you need to get in front of him. You need to be, do- you know, he's someone in my tribe seeing something from a, with a lens that I don't have. And I could be offended by it or I can go, ah, oh, what is he trying to teach me? What is he trying to share with me? How is he trying to expand my capacity as a student and a learner and help me get better? So he gets better. I get better. We all grow together. Our tribe is stronger for it. I don't look at what you do as like a negative experience. I'm in your tribe. If it benefits you, it benefits me. Change the lens in the way you see it. And that's why I think jujitsu is a valuable lens because it helps us refine our offenses and our negativities and our, our, our sensitivities to feedback and different and failure and outcomes that may not be ideal. Like you're saying your buddy trained and he got three submissions and he won the competition. Dude, I, I got that first experience as a white belt competing and I, and I won, but dude, I was a a buffoon the whole time. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Like I was so confused. I was overwhelmed. I was like overdoing everything. My, my forearms were so tired. I was over gripping. I was doing everything wrong, but I had a a teacher and a guide. I mean, he was literally telling me where to put my legs. He was like, your right leg, move it up. And I would be like moving my left leg. He's like, no, William, your right leg. And I'm like, oh, and I would do it and it would work. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, that's how like skilled my, my teacher was, but that's how like lost I was. And yet I still won. So what is the value of winning? That's not that. It's really, it's just an uncertain circumstance 
where I had someone guide me through it and I could sit there and look at it and go, whether I won or lost, I can go, okay, what did I, what do I want to improve on? Where can I strengthen myself so that I'm more valuable to the tribe? Like you said, like, don't ever look at what you're doing as a negative experience towards the tribe. Look at it as like, oh, you're pushing yourself. Okay. How am I not pushing myself? Or if you tell me to push myself harder in an area, why is my first reaction offense? Because usually we're, we're used to being alone or people not having our backs because we're not in a good tribe, but you're in a good tribe here. Like, this is the experience I want to share with this podcast is like changing the lens, expanding it, and then showing like what it's like to be on the mats, right? This is what it's like. It's very inclusive and encouraging it. And you're a part of the tribe, dude. If you've, you're sweating your butt off, you worked, your, you worked hard, you get to join us sitting there and talking about life together, you know? And that's what I want this to be. It's an expansion of that. But I think that it's easy to lose sight of that and kind of get caught up in the dramas, you know? And I think yeah. that's where all the value lies in these lenses and how we see the world. Like, dude, how valuable is this journey? You know, what, what do we have at our fingertips? Like, and seeing people quit, like it still bugs me that Andy, did, he stopped going, you know? I'm yeah. like, damn it. How did I fail him as a friend? Did I do it? Like make it too hard on him? Did I not support him enough? Like, man, how can I be a better training partner? Cause I'm not the black belt, right? Like I'm far from being able to be that like illuminating of a path, but how can I illuminate the first, like next step? Like, I feel like D was trying to push me to be in an uncomfortable situation by trying to learn something else. He was trying to show me it's worth the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's yeah. And then you can't, yeah. As, and as far as people, you know, friends quitting or people quitting, you can't take that too hard because not everybody is cut out. Well, everybody is cut out for it for sure, but not everybody is ready. And, you know, not everybody is okay with so much adversity in their life. You yeah. know, the comfort zone is a place where most people spend their lives and anything out of that is like, um, uh, well, you know, I'd rather not go fight every night, you know, to better myself. I'm just going to stay in this little comfortable bubble that I have. I had a buddy that started with me as well. He used to wrestle and he started uh, right when I started and he came for, I think uh, a week, maybe a week. Yeah. And he just, the, it felt like the ego, his ego, it, it got to him because he wrestled his whole life and he was a pretty good wrestler. And he came in there and he was getting freaking wrapped up. You know, he was getting like, his wrestling wasn't doing shit. And, uh, and so he quit, you know, and I couldn't, I talked to him a couple of times, but he just didn't want to go, you know? So yeah. Well, it's that conundrum, right? Like I, I want to be like a representative of this experience that is encouraging and encompassing where if I had it my way, I would be like everyone, like all the white belts, they all make it to blue belt, like at least go to blue belt. And then if like, you just don't, for some reason, you don't want to continue on the journey fine. But like, what could I do to add enough value that encourages these guys to keep going? Because man, what I learned from like white belt stripe one, two, three, four, like all those, like I learned so much in between each one, like so much adversity came at me between each one and I didn't want to go. And I, you know, you encouraged me D like I made friendships because of that adversity. Like, how can I, like, I hope this podcast does that. You know, I just want people to stick with it at least to blue belt, you know, cause then by then they're probably going to have the bug and like keep working, but at least they have the skill sets and the, the knowledge of like, the benefits of facing adversity, the way that jujitsu gets you to do it. Um, I don't know. A lot that, of people quit at blue belt too. So a lot of people get to blue belt and then quit, you know, I yeah. guess a huge number, huge number of white belts quit. And then, but also, you know, getting to blue belt, there's something special about, you know, it says something about you that you're in the small, what 10% of people that got to that level. You yeah. know what I mean? Not, at, not everybody gets there. You yeah. know, and the, the percentages go down as you continue to move along because it just gets tougher, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah. like blue belt, we talked about blue belt before, you know, it got harder. Jiu-jitsu became a whole different, for some reason, get that blue belt and it, and it get, it got more difficult, yeah. you know, not just well, the physical portion of it, but the mental portion of it, you know, yeah. I it realized, does. you and realize, that's... damn, I got to get better. You yeah. Know? And, and yeah. how do we make that fun? How do we make that inspiring? How do we make that like the point, like fall in love with the process because i think even the highest level athletes like kobe bryant's the, the amazing football players all these high level people you know you can't get to that level and just like because you won all the time like you lose you have challenge you face adversity get there 
And if you ask someone that's so successful like that, they're so in love with the process. They're like, they're so in love with the lifestyle, the daily routines, the, the, the improvements, the progress that they're getting daily, day in and day out, the environment that they're in of people doing the same thing that are pushing themselves. Like they're always at that edge of growth and like hunger to, to like drive deeper and find more progress and find more potential. Like, how do you highlight that? Like, that's a conundrum I'm facing as like the podcaster about like this experience. Like I know I'm a blue belt. And like I said, I've very limited it as a student to express the journey accurately enough to like get people to go stick with it, man. It's fucking worth it. Like you're worth it. This journey's worth it. Like let's keep working. I don't want people to fall off by a lack of awareness on my part or encouragement on my part. That's another conundrum for me. I just want everyone to benefit and, and get what I'm getting out of it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, fuck, it would be nice if everybody was doing jujitsu, you know, I think it's good if there's any white belts listening, you know, like the encouragement and, and I think because honestly you can start jujitsu and the things we talk about on here, you may not even know, you have no clue what it's doing for your life. You just starting jujitsu because you saw like Nate Diaz throw a triangle on somebody or something, you know, or, you know, someone told you you should try it. But uh, I think the value that we're sharing here definitely will add some um, you know, some fuel to somebody's will to want to continue because they're like, oh shit, he's right, man. You know, like when I've heard people talk about jujitsu in depth like this, like on YouTube before I started, I was like, those are the things I want. You know, I want that community. You know, I want the personal growth that comes with it. That's the biggest portion of it, man. The, the personal growth, you know, yeah. like it, the, the personal growth, we talk about this all the time, but the personal growth you get from personal growth is what molds your, your life, man. Personal growth is what, what, how your world is created, you yeah. know, your level of growth, like Jim Rohn said, your, your, your bank account or your life will rarely exceed your personal growth, you know, and we're not just talking about bank account, but we're take, talking about your life in general, your relationships, your, your fitness levels, you know, everything is, is based on you growing as a person and that molds what's outside of you. And then jujitsu is the, is the vehicle for that. So if you want your life to get better, you put yourself into something tough. And, and in my lifetime, I've never found anything that is such a powerful vehicle for personal growth, like jujitsu. I've never found anything, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's a worthy pursuit. It's a worthy, it's a meaningful struggle. It definitely is a meaningful struggle. And I, you know, that's something we should highlight, like share uh, who you've invited to jujitsu and, uh, and the impact that's had on them, you know, like how many people of your friends, family, mem your members, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, I'll never do that, whatever. But like, I invited uh, one of my friends and he didn't keep coming, you know? And so that bummed me out. Have you guys had that experience? You know, the listeners is who I'm talking to, like share that, leave a voicemail. Like, have you invited someone or maybe someone invited you and, and you've really benefited for it. Share that with us so we can share that story with them, you know? Or leave uh, a message I, and call out, cool. leave a message and call out the friend you've been asking and call out the excuse they've been making and then tell them to listen to the episode <laughs> and then we'll then we'll give our two cents on why they should start you know no. I, I got i gotta i want to raise my i i uh i invited william i invited yeah. william to jiu-jitsu and it was almost like what almost a year almost like a year's worth of in, like inviting i think year yeah set, eight months maybe yeah, stick yeah. with it. If you're doing the invites, stick with it. It's made a huge impact on my life. So if you would have just mentioned it once and I would have never done it, that would have been really tough on me, you know, that would have yeah. sucked. So stick with it. If you're inviting someone to jujitsu, bring them. Uh, let's work together to like bring the most value for anyone experiencing as a white belt, or maybe you're struggling as a blue belt, like I am, you know, with conundrums or whatever, like let's support each other. Let's be a more valuable tribe. So yeah. if you're, if you're sharing it with someone, let's shout them out, send us a message, tell us, or if you've invited people and they stopped coming, I want to hear about that. Or if they kept coming and now look at them, you know, I just want to hear about like how we're inviting people to our tribe. Let's bring some good people to our tribe. Yeah, definitely. And share this podcast, you know, share yeah, this share episode. It. Yeah. This is a good episode it. for, um, for a, a white belts, a new white belt, you know, um, can get some insight into, you know, some shit they might not get to hear on the mats is, you know, as, as much so yeah um, i really want to get in that conundrum of like people competing and like whether you lose or you win because i really think like i said i got the gold but i don't know if it like constituted the outcome really elevated the idea of what i needed to do, what i did wrong 
at the same time, you know? So maybe next time we'll talk about that. Yeah. I can talk about that and how it applies to life as well in, in, in general. Yep. You know? So um, exciting, yeah, man. man. Good job. Yeah. Good shit. But all of our contemplating on this episode uh, hits home because we did a lot of like asking questions more than really saying much of it. No, that was a good deep, that was a good deep philosophical conversation, man. I'm very happy with that conversation. That was good, man. I think that could bring a lot of value to, to somebody, to the tribe, to the soul rollers. Yeah, let's make our tribe. tribe stronger, better. Yeah. So love you guys. Yep. Thanks for listening. Share it. Um, subscribe, rate, review, send in a voice message if you could. And, uh, Okay, we will be back again next week with episode 35. So let's keep it going. So rollers, share this shit. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So awesome. Love you, man. Day. All right. Love you, dude. I'll, See ya. Uh, talk to you later, man. Peace. So rollers, motherfucker.